This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 73, another Wisdom Wednesday. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja Wisdom Wednesday. The topic of today's show is how to launch a podcast successfully and get featured in iTunes new and noteworthy. Now, I've had some listeners reach out to me that wanted to start a podcast of their own and wanted some information and advice on launching a podcast successfully. And I thought I would talk about this in a Wisdom Wednesday episode for a couple of reasons. The first one is that I think it's a good time to reflect just on the podcast and about the launch. I did do this previously, but not in so much depth. And to be honest with you, it's been quite crazy since the launch. Things just kind of snowballed and snowballed, and there's a ton of amazing things going on right now. Um, but, you know, I have had limited time to just pause and reflect what I did right and what I did wrong. Um, just from a very big picture standpoint, obviously, tactically, I've done this. I do this every month and see... Um, with the help of my listeners, of course, where I can improve. Now, I also hope to provide some value to you by sharing some of the things that I did well and some of the things I did not do well. And I've been very public on this podcast about my failures, and (laughs) I've had a ton. And I also know that I will continue to fail and make mistakes as I travel on this journey of mine. So, I do try to learn from these failures and mistakes to grow personally from it. Now, I also think that this episode will be of value to you, the listener, even if you have no desire to start a podcast, because I think some of the principles of the information that I will cover will be applicable in any business or investment. Now, my focus of the episode will be on the implementation and the tactics that I used in the launch. And, um, you know, I've talked to my podcast about the principles and the values and the philosophy that provides the foundation for my show. And of course, my goals for the show and who it is that I'm trying to serve and provide value for my avatar. So I'll be focusing more just on the implementation and the tactics overall of this. I think you guys will probably guess the first thing I did when I planned and I was busy creating my podcasts and also my launch. And if you've guessed that I studied other successful people that have done it, you're 100% correct. So I studied the guys and gals that were just playing at another level and just rocking it in the podcast world already. I looked at John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, Lewis House, Amy Porterfield, uh, Marie Forleo, she's got an online TV show on YouTube, which is kind of in a podcast format uh, called Marie TV, Mike Dillard, Jamie Tardy, Tim Ferriss, James Altucher, Gary Vaynerchuk, 
and Kate Erickson, and then a couple of others too. If you've listened to past shows, you know I'm a very big fan of modeling successful people and studying what they're doing. And I keep doing this, by the way. The podcasters I just mentioned, I keep following them and checking what they're doing because they really are on the cutting edge of podcasting and online publishing in general. The second thing I did was I joined a mastermind group. The mastermind group that I joined was John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson's group, Podcasters Paradise. It is an amazing community of podcasters, and they have tutorials walking you through literally every step from creating, growing, and monetizing your podcast. Before I started doing this, guys, like I literally, I had no idea how any of this stuff worked. I was not very tech and gadget savvy. I still really don't consider myself to be tech and gadget savvy. Um, And especially when it comes to recording and editing and sound, um, definitely not my skill sets, but these are skills that you can learn and the step-by-step instruction that they have in this mastermind uh, community is amazing and really was key to um, creating my podcast. It also has an amazing private Facebook group with truly an amazing and unique group of individuals that always try to add value to the group by sharing and helping others when they post questions. Um, And I have to say, it's been a pretty cool experience because, you know, I've spoken about the abundance mindset on this podcast and this private Facebook group really like showed me the abundance mindset that people really do have and successful people have because a lot of these podcasters are in the same space and they have the same audiences but that they they really do know that there's more than enough for everyone out there to go around and then some. So, you know, it's a perfect example of a group that's not fighting over grabbing a little slice of pizza, but they're all working so hard to make this pizza so enormous that we can't all possibly even eat it. Um, within the group, you also can sign up for an accountability buddy, which is very important for me. And I, I have to say, like, I actually learned a lot from my accountability buddy, especially when it comes to launching the podcast, because they try to team you up with folks that are at a similar stage than you are in creating a podcast. And my accountability buddy just launched right before me. So there was a lot of things that he could share with me just as he was launching, as things come up, because in any business that you launch, you know, you have your plan, you have your strategy, you have it all written down and planned and you're well prepared, but you, things happen, right? Things things happen as you launch uh, any business and you've got to be able to adjust and make adjustments and react in some areas where you can't make adjustments. So they also have a podcast where podcasters within the group Uh, were interviewed sharing all of their tips and what worked for them and what did not, which was very, very valuable for me because these are guys that, again, at all different stages of their podcast, some uh, just launched, some have been going for like six months, some have been going for a year. But you kind of pick up 
little just tips and tactics and strategies and best practices from them. So it was huge, just that part for me. And I am an affiliate for Podcasters Paradise. And if you're interested in checking them out, you can visit them uh, at ninjapodcastworkshop.com. That's ninjapodcastworkshop.com. They actually have the... um, they have a ton of free resources on there, and they actually have the uh, the weekly podcast interviewing these podcasters on there for those that are interested in just taking a look at that if uh, a podcast is something that you're interested in doing. My launch strategy included the following. So I sent out an email to friends and family that I know that would support me and that have always supported me and that I continue to support and will always support and I asked them to be a part of my launch team. And what this entailed was um, I wanted them the day that my podcast launches and and becomes live on iTunes to go to iTunes and then subscribe to my podcast, rate um, and review the show, write a short review, um, and then also share with friends and family the show and people that they would think would find the show interesting and just share this with them. And I emailed everyone that I'd identified to be part of my launch team about three to four times just to remind them of the date that's coming up and how I appreciate them uh, supporting me and helping me in this in this project that I'm involved with. Um, a lot of the, my friends and people that uh, I asked to be on my team know I, how passionate I am uh, about uh, just general wealth building, uh, finance, and creating income streams from assets. And I also uh, created a giveaway as part of my launching strategy, um, $500 in Visa gift cards. Uh, so someone that would subscribe and then write and review the show would be automatically entered in a drawing which I then would do at the end of, I believe it was 56 days. Um, if you get if you get onto iTunes New the Noteworthy, which I will get to in a second, after 56 days, you no longer become, you're no longer a new show, so then you fall off. So that was kind of the date that I then picked to do this this drawing. And I also um, put up a blog post on my website and also a video of how you can go onto iTunes and then subscribe and write and review the show. Uh, One of the lessons that I've learned is that you really have to make things as easy as possible for people to do, uh, to support you and to do business with you. So I took the same approach with my website. I try to keep it very simple and easy to navigate and find what you're looking for. And by the way, I'm still learning in this regard as well. Thank you for the people reaching out and letting me know on things that I can improve because it's it's such a, a huge help, guys, because I you know <laughs> sometimes when you look at your own business, you kind of have slight tunnel vision, so it's always great to get a fresh set of eyes on your business and your website and your podcast because people do pick up different things and they see things from a different perspective, which then really helps me to understand what my listeners and what other people that I'm trying to serve, what they see when they come to my platform being my my website. And 
an example is I try to do a pop-up after a couple of seconds on my website because, of course, I'd like to build my mailing list, right, Um, and build my tribe and my community. And a big part of building your tribe and your community is to build your email list. I mean, it's crucial, really, for any business today in the information age to build your list and your community. Well, my pop-up didn't work so well. It was supposed to only pop up once from your IP address or your computer so that listeners that visit my site often won't get annoyed. So if you sign up from one computer and you go into my website and and my website then would recognize that someone from that computer has never visited my website, then a pop-up would come up and ask for your information. I offered a free ebook. Um, and then they would put it in. And then even if they don't put it in and they just close it out without signing up, it's not supposed to pop up again. Well, there was a glitch and it kept popping up. So some listeners reached out to me and they said, hey, we really like to spend more time on your website because you have a lot of cool resources. But the pop up is super annoying. So, <laughs> so it makes it really hard for us to stay longer on your website, basically. And that was amazing feedback and great constructive criticism. And I do really appreciate it because it really helped me to, first of all, realize that there was a problem. And second of all, that I can fix it, but I also could see myself from people visiting my website that on some pages, this could really annoy someone. Uh, So I eventually put in a one-time slider in there which is a little bit different than a pop-up, just it just comes up from nowhere. Um, so it looks a little bit cleaner and neater, and you can close it, and once you close it out, it won't come up again. So anyway, I'll stay focused here, but I just want to let you know that I do really appreciate people reaching out and telling me how I can make the user experience for them better on my website and then also just on my podcast So let's stay on topic. The reason that you put together a launch team and you have them subscribe, rate, and review your show the day it launches on iTunes is because iTunes is the platform when it comes to podcasting. And iTunes can give you an enormous big push for your business and your podcast when you launch it and you end up on the new and noteworthy section. Just like a normal business where you would have a launch party or you would send out mailers with coupons or offer amazing discounts for your business to drive traffic to your business and get some momentum initially, getting onto iTunes as new and noteworthy can do the same thing for your podcast. So, once you get on there, iTunes will feed you uh, as many listeners as they can because all of a sudden, once you get onto iTunes New and Noteworthy, they recommend your show to listeners that are or already listening to similar shows on iTunes. So, for instance, if you're listening to... Uh, Oh, actually, past uh, guest on the show, Jay Massey, is a great 
podcast called Cashflow Diary. Well, if you're listening to Jay Massey, then iTunes would uh, recommend the Cashflow Ninja that's underneath it, you know, or on the underneath on the same page to you because you're interested in Cashflow Diary. So it it definitely drives a ton of traffic to your podcast and it helps you gain visibility. Uh, very, very quickly because there's a lot of people too. I actually know some friends that they go on to iTunes New and Noteworthy when they're looking for other cool podcasts just to listen to. So if you hit that list, you're right on there and it's almost as uh, being on the first page in a search engine or like Google. So nobody knows the algorithm and the formula exactly of how to get onto iTunes new and noteworthy. But if you've got a launch and a big group of people that support you on the first day that's downloading your shows and listening to your show and then subscribing and rating and reviewing it and sharing it with others, you're definitely increasing your chances of ending up there because iTunes will see there's a new show that just launched. There's a ton of interest in it. There's a ton of buzz on it, and it's already got a ton of, of downloads. How many downloads you need? I know a couple of uh, – there's actually a couple of listeners that are starting their own podcast ask me that. I have no idea how they do that. Um, I guess it's all relative, too, because I've seen very niche shows with a smaller niche um, end up there. So I guess it all depends on the – day of the launch, the momentum, um, and then how many people subscribe, right? It. And then, you know, I would see, see obviously consistency of downloads maybe, but again, like I said, nobody's a hundred percent sure. I think a lot of people focused so much on that too, that, <laughs> that they actually miss a couple of key things that, um, to look at for their launch and then their podcast, because they're a little fixated of getting on there. I would say this, though. I would highly recommend a giveaway. Um, I think that's one of the things that I did um, right in my launch. Um, and it doesn't have to be $500 in Visa gift cards like I did. It could be something that people in your niche will find valuable and encourage them to take action. The other thing I also did was I launched with four shows and released the fifth one within the first week. So this allowed people to listen to four episodes right off the bat uh, when the launch took place and could create more downloads within the first week um, instead of just launching with one episode. So if you had one listener listening to one episode, you could have one listener listening to four episodes and then to a fifth one. So that could help um, with your momentum and just with some of the downloads to get your podcast going. Now, I will say this. My goal was to launch the last week of April, possibly the first week of May. And when I submitted my podcast for approval to iTunes, I expected it to take a little bit longer, but it was approved right away. So kind of caught me off guard. I had to scramble a little bit to alert my launch team and my list that, oh, <laughs> guys, my my podcast is now live. Can you please go and have a listen? Let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. And please subscribe, rate, and review my show. 
uh, to get um, the message of my show out there. So I would say that the lesson that I learned from that, though, is nothing ever goes perfect. And that, as I mentioned, you have to realize that there's going to be hiccups. So mentally, you have to be prepared for it. Um, uh, and then prepare, be prepared to make adjustments on the fly um, to, and also react to issues as they come up. The third important thing that I did was submit my show immediately to almost all of the podcast directories. The Cashflow Ninja podcast is basically on all of them. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and more. There's a ton of platforms. It's actually very interesting to see which platforms people listen uh, through to the show. About 70% of this show's uh, downloads come from iTunes. Um, I think... The lesson, and this is actually what I learned from my accountability buddy too, it was to submit it immediately to as many directories as possible, but you have to make it easy for people to find you. So not just your podcast, but every single business that you're in, regardless of what business you're in, you have to make it easy for people to find you. It shouldn't be hard to find you, whether it's on Google, whether it's on YouTube, all the search engines for a podcast on all the different directories. You have to be able to gain exposure in all the places that you could possibly gain exposure on. I also submitted the show on YouTube, Vimeo, and Watch My Bit, which is a new video platform where there are no ads and viewers pay you in Bitcoin to watch your podcast. So you can obviously watch the show for free, but the mindset of the Bitcoin community is to reward the content creators for their content, even if it's 10 cents paid in Bitcoin per video. And then what I also did was I blog on biggerpocketsmedium.com and then my own platform, cashflowninja.com and Steemit. Steemit is the new decentralized blockchain-based social media. Fantastic platform. I would highly recommend you check that out regardless of what business you're in. I think that's where the future is going. Um, There's... uh, a ton of people already on there. Um, I think I covered a little bit more about Steemit and what it is with a previous guest, Dean Walsh, that I had on the show that spoke a lot about blockchain technologies and companies using blockchain technologies. But I would definitely check out Steemit. And then I would also say that one of the things that I think I could have done a little bit better was try to guest blog a little bit more and targeted uh, blogs within my niche and try to submit posts and blogs to them. Obviously, I guess blogged on biggerpockets.com and medium.com, but I think I could have found a couple more because that does drive traffic to the podcast. What I also did was I did drive all of my traffic that I was driving from my podcast to my platform at cashflowninja.com. I've seen a lot of other folks drive their traffic towards their iTunes page. Um, Only 70% of my listeners, though, listen through iTunes. 30% listen through other apps and platforms. So I think that one thing that I did do, in my opinion, 
uh, pretty well was focus on my website and try to drive it to my website because you've got obviously Android and Apple users and then they can make their own decision which platforms they listen to. Amber Vilhauer at NGNG Enterprises and her team really did an amazing job on my website. And they also really tailored my website to be very user-friendly for my ideal and perfect listener. So I, I have to give those guys so much credit. They have done an amazing job and lucky to have Amber and her team do such an amazing job on my website for me. I think I could have done my SEO a little bit better, my search engine optimization, um, and that was something that I was working on, and I am currently improving that. And one other thing that I tried that I didn't really see a lot of results from was I transcribed all of my episodes. Uh, I had it done through an outside source, and the reason that I did that was you'll have another page on your website. But to drive more traffic through search engine optimization, and I really didn't see the results there. So I did stop doing that um, moving forward. But that was a good lesson to learn because you have to try a lot of different things to try and drive traffic online to your platform. So that was one avenue that I did try, and I just didn't see the results that I thought I was going to see by doing that. Social media is Obviously, (laughs) just a must. We just had a presidential candidate in the United States use a social media platform um, very effectively, and it played a tremendous part in the success that he had. So social media has been very, very key in getting the word out and about the podcast and spreading the message. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And uh, no business today can survive without this, in my opinion. I focused on two channels uh, primarily. I picked Twitter and Instagram as my two main channels because that's where I believe my ideal listener is most active on. You know, if you think about it, 60% of people listening to podcasts listen on smartphones. And just through the metrics and uh, the numbers out there, the statistics, the people that listen to podcasts on smartphones, the number of them that are on Twitter and Instagram is quite staggering. So when I looked at the numbers, I realized that that's probably where I'm going to have the most success because that's where my ideal listeners are, and that's where I'll be able to find them. So there are specific strategies that you can implement on both of these platforms to grow your audience, and I can share them on a future episode if there's any interest in it. But with Twitter, for instance, you know, tagging and hashtags are very important, and it is such a powerful, powerful platform to directly communicate with your listeners. And I must say, I, like, I've never really understood the power of Twitter. And once I learned how to use it properly, the right way for business, it's been a game changer, especially to reach more people and then interact with people. I mean, a light switch just went off in my head when I started to realize the power of it. So 
I'm very active on Twitter. I'm on there daily interacting with listeners and uh, telling everybody else about the show. So I also shared news stories on there that I come across um, that I would have to make a full-time news show about on my podcast just to cover all of the interesting stories. I mean, we're living in a very, very interesting time. Daily, there's about five or six stories that I just go, wow. So Twitter is very, very um, powerful to to use to get that information out and then directly communicate with your clients or customers, or in this example, my listeners. Instagram is also a fantastic social media platform. Hashtags are also extremely very powerful in Instagram. I really like the images. Uh, I am a very visual person, so and I love motivational quotes. So I've always been drawn to Instagram. And yeah, and Instagram kind of, you know, one of the reasons that I initially liked social media is because I, you know, I like to keep in touch with all of my friends from across the world. So as you guys know, I'm originally from South Africa and I live in the United States now, but also through my sport days, I played rugby with a lot of guys from all over the world that have met many amazing people from many, many parts in the world. And Social media is a fantastic tool to to keep in contact with all of these people. And it used to be just Facebook, but Facebook has kind of turned into a mess right now, <laughs> especially in the United States with uh, the latest election. So it's become a it's become an outlet for <laughs> for uh, people sharing political thoughts and opinions. So I've really enjoyed looking at pictures and pictures of my friends and their families to see how they're doing. So I've always gravitated towards Instagram. A great storyline is very important for Instagram. Uh, and then also being consistent with your messaging and your posts. I've used a tool called Schedulegram. It's an amazing tool to schedule your Instagram posts. And it actually allows you to use tags and hashtags where you can automatically comment on your own picture, which helps you to show up in more places and have your picture in more places. So what I did uh, with, uh, with Instagram too, I did a lot of research to try and understand what was the most commonly used hashtags in my niche uh, on Instagram. So for instance, financial education, investing, real estate, online business, affiliate marketing, entrepreneur, all of these uh, hashtags are very powerful. And when you use them, you show up uh, in a lot of searches where people are searching the, these terms. And my, I, my ideal listeners are most likely the folks that are going on there to look at, you know, success quotes and motivational quotes and searching the term financial education, searching real estate, searching online business and, and so forth. I am also on Facebook, Twitter, Google, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Google Plus and Steemit, as I've mentioned. And I've used scheduling tools to just help me stay consistent on most of these platforms the online tool that I would really recommend, and it is such a game changer for me, it is basically like a social media assistant. It's called Meet Edgar. Now, what Meet Edgar is, is 
you can upload content and posts and you actually build up a library of these posts. It's not like you just schedule it, you post it, and it's done. Once you upload it, it actually, and you can label different type of, uh, different type of posts. So you can label it and then it goes into your library and it stores it there for you. So then you can also set a schedule. So for instance, in my social media rotation, I tag and label some of these posts, um, guest appearances on either podcasts. I put it like podcast episodes, uh, quotes, uh, pictures, which is some of the pictures that I share on Instagram that I also share on Twitter. So I do that. Um, and then I schedule my week out in advance, or you could do months or one time. And then if I don't add any new content, Meet Edgar then automatically pulls content from those stored labeled posts and inserts them and then drips them into your social media platforms. So it's really looking out for you when you, <laughs> when, uh, when you don't uh, post or update um, any of your uh, social media platforms. I've also used Post Planner, which is pretty good, and Hootsuite. Those are just two tools I use on a daily basis to just schedule um, all of the daily stories that I come across. Another area that really helped me with my launch was social media groups. And, I mean, this is huge. Social media groups uh, is just a great place to share your show and also get support for any of your projects. So you can find groups on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I'm not very active on LinkedIn. I'm actually not active at all, but um, besides for uh, the the podcast page that's on there, but I really am active in Facebook groups. It's been a phenomenal resource for me. Um, I'm on in different types of groups of people, obviously, that want to create income streams, investors, real estate investors, um, online traders, gold and silver, economic circles. I mean, many, many different type of Facebook groups. So right there, I already have communities of people that is interested in business and investing and online businesses and creating income streams. So after posting in them actively and providing value and trying to answering questions of other members in those groups, then you start to share your show a little bit and you'll see that the people that you've made an effort with to help, they all will try to help you and share your show. Um, so it's just, it's so, so powerful. It's just a fantastic place to meet like-minded people that are interested in the same topic that you are and that you know would be interested in a project that you're involved with. And that's actually one of the things that I'm looking to do in the coming year is to start a private Facebook group for the Cashflow Ninja as part of this global online community that I'm trying to create and it truly is is a global online community. Um, you know, I am just so honored and blown away by the support uh, just 
all across the board for my listeners. I looked at some of the stats today, and I mean, we are being downloaded and listened to in 123 countries right now. And I have to say, I was I was really shocked when I saw this because there's roughly around 200 countries on the planet. So we've been listened and downloaded uh, to in about half of the world right now, which is just amazing. So um, just so blessed and fortunate to be able to to get this this message out and share this show with many many people out there um so wherever you're listening i am really thankful that you're here and that you choose to spend your time with me three times a week about 30 to 40 minutes um a time so i really really want to thank you for that and um i will as always try to provide as much value to you as possible one of the mistakes that I think that I made with social media is that one, most of my posts are all business and investing and personal development. And I, and I don't share a lot of personal content on there because I am actually a pretty private person. And I have been encouraged by, by people to share a little bit more of myself because people do want to follow a person and interact with a person. And also see the the human side of the person that they're interacting with and following, um, and I com- I completely agree with that because there are so many tools for scheduling that you don't want to basically feel that you're uh, interacting with just another robot or just another automated thing. So you do want to interact with a live person, and that's one of the things that. Um, one of the things that I've really uh, admired from very, very successful people that uh, that I've reached out to is that how quickly they personally respond uh, to emails that I've sent them. So that's something that I've learned from them and I try to implement in my own life. So if listeners are re- reaching out to me, I do respond to all of my emails personally. And I know it takes up some time, but it's it, it, it's something that um, that human touch that uh, you know it's a, it's a digital world and there's a lot of automation going on um, in businesses and so forth. But there still needs to be a human element in our business, regardless if it's a podcast or an online business. The other thing that I did too is I contacted everyone that I knew um, and I had in my database in Rolodex, so. I contacted a lot of people and told them about my show and just say, hey, you know, I could send them a sample episode and say, can you listen to this and let me know what you think. Uh, What do you, you know, just ask for some feedback, positive, negative. I mean, nobody's perfect. We can always learn. I try to learn every day. So um, I appreciate any type of feedback uh, that I get. And then one of the things that I have to say that really, really helped me was my amazing selfless guests. And they they were so giving. I have to say, Tom Corley, Jack Bosch, Michael Snyder, Minesh Bindi, Frank Rolfe, and Kevin Clayson. And I named those guests because they came on my show <laughs> for an interview before I even had a show. So, and what I'm trying to say is, I haven't launched yet. And they decided to come on my show and support what I was doing. I reached out to all of them and and told them my vision and what I wanted to create. And 
they all said that they would love to come on the show and uh, give me their time, which is a huge compliment because that is your most precious asset. I really never, ever will forget uh, that uh, from these guests, and I will try to pay their generosity forward as much as I possibly can. These guests also emailed their mailing lists and shared their interview on the Cashflow Ninja podcast with their audience and their social media platforms. I mean, this was ex- another example of just how generous they are, and it really helped to get the word out of my show um, because the guests that were on, Tom Corley, Jack Bosch, Michael Snyder, Minesh, uh, Kevin Clayson, Frank Rolf, they all have very, very big followings. Um, and very big platforms and successful businesses. So for them to share my show with their networks and on their platforms was amazing. And it really did help to get the word out about my podcast. And once you've built a platform and you're growing your audience, you know, you can also look at other shows to potentially go on as a guest to reach more people and a different audience. You know, I have been extremely honored to be invited on other podcasts, and that was a way to grow my own show as well. And, uh, you know, hopefully while I was on there, I said something that they found interesting or intriguing or made them look at the, you know, at a, at a concept differently. And then they would go to my primary platform, the cashflowninja.com, and then start to listen to some of my past shows and then become a listener. It's been a great way to reach other audiences, and I've really enjoyed networking with other podcasters this way as well, and again, try to learn from their show and how they conduct interviews. I try to improve my hosting skills and my interviewing um, with every show, so it's great to have a live experience with some really, really great podcasters like Jay Massey and Joe Fairless and uh, many more. So lessons learned and things I can improve on, I guess from a technical standpoint, I would say that I think my sound can definitely still get better. It was one of the things that was not that good when I first started. And uh, I continue to make an investment in keep upgrading my equipment and software to keep improving the sound quality for my listeners. There are some uh, amazing tools and software available. Um, and just like with every other business, uh, the technology uh, and the tools that become available every year is amazing. The same for podcasting. So I will continue to <laughs> try to be on the cutting edge and keep improving in this aspect. And I'll also keep investing to improve my communication and to uh, improve to be better off the cuff. Um, I would say, In the first 50 episodes, I would say that my shows were a little bit more scripted just to help me focus and stay within the lines. Um, And I did that because I was a little bit nervous and I wanted to make sure that I communicate the information that I intend to communicate because sometimes I go on a rant um, and I lose track a little bit and then um, miss a couple of points that I wanted to share. So definitely scripted a little bit more, but... I think as I have become more and more and more comfortable with every single episode, 
I can go a lot more off the cuff and know when to bring myself back a little bit. And I still prepare with the same intensity for guests that I have coming on and for shows that I self-host like my Wisdom Wednesday shows. Um, But I'm just a little bit more unscripted and a little bit more off the fly. So that is something that uh, I enjoy and I hope you enjoy it. And I will continue to make an investment in myself to keep improving my communication. I also am looking at doing a video recording with the podcast sound recording. And I think this will add another dimension to the show. I spoke about the human element and people seeing another human and feeling to interact with another human. So um, I think this will definitely add another dimension to the show. And my guests and I will then also be on camera together. And I think that'll be kind of like fun to share on YouTube and Vimeo and watch my bed and also Facebook video. And on my social media strategy, I really focus primarily on, on the two platforms, as I've mentioned, and I still post to Facebook and Google and LinkedIn. I have not done much with Pinterest though. So that's definitely an area that I want to get better at and grow a little bit of a presence on. Uh, I recently had someone show me a little bit around Pinterest and there's some really, really cool stuff that I never knew you could do with Pinterest that you can. So definitely a platform that I'm looking to, to develop a uh, presence on in 2017. And on Instagram, I have not taken advantage of the video feature. That's definitely something that I would want to explore and bring to my social media presence. And the other thing too is that many many of the listeners of the show that are on Twitter and Instagram, if you look at the metrics, uh, they're probably most likely also now on Snapchat. And I have not done anything on Snapchat besides set up an account, <laughs> but I haven't posted anything. Um or snapped anything, sorry. So uh, this is definitely uh, a platform that I'm going to take a look at and just see what I can do with this. Um, There's a lot of people that have had a lot of success on Snapchat. So definitely something that I'm looking forward to learn from others and see what folks that are already very successful on Snapchat are doing and see if I can incorporate it in some way in, uh, in this business. And then I've also mentioned about looking to create a private Facebook group for the Cashflow Ninja uh, community. And I'm definitely going to see if there's an interest on social media. So please, if this is something that you think uh, that would be valuable to you uh, and that I can put together, please let me know at info com or tweet me on Twitter at MC Lobsher. I think it would be another valuable resource for you to interact with like-minded people uh, in many, many places around the world, uh, along with your weekly Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter. And if you're listening to the show, guys, and you haven't joined uh, my mailing list, you can do so at CashflowNinja.com or text Cashflow Ninja one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. Also, if there's any way that I can improve the show and any area of my platform and business that I can improve on, please let me know. 
That's our show for today, everyone. I hope that I've provided some value just by sharing some insight and strategies and the lessons that I learned from launching this podcast. Please let me know your thoughts on today's show at info at cashflowninja.com. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 